Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the next... See? You wanted me? Here I am. I wanted to see what you'd do. And you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. And then... You let Dent take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dent? Those mob fools want you gone so we can get back to the way things were. (sighs) But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. Then why do you want to kill me? (laughs) I don't... I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No. 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 No, you complete me. You're garbage who kills things for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. You see, their morals, their... Code. It's a bad joke. Dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. (sighs) See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Where's dirt? You have all these rules, and you think they'll save you. I have one rule. Oh, then that's the rule you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight, you're going to break your one rule. I'm considering it. You know, there's only a few minutes left. So you're going to have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah? You know, for a while there. I thought you really were, Dent. The way you threw yourself after her. (laughs) Go! Does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Where are they? Choosing between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney, or his blushing (laughs) bride-to-be. You have, you have nothing, nothing to threaten me with. Nothing to do with all your strength. But don't worry, I'm going to tell you where they are. Both of them. See, that's the point. You'll have to choose. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got My day. Let's take me for you. Let's drop fucking everybody on. Good, great, grand, wonderful. I'm counting on it. Welcome to Facing Off, a podcast where we take two similar pieces of entertainment and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Today, we are doing two movies about a masked vigilante that everyone loves we are doing the batman versus the dark knight i am vengeance (laughs) (laughs) and join with me our cat man nick 
and um, Commissioner hmm. Layla. Commissioner Layla. <laughs> yeah. I think I prefer Ping Woman. <laughs> Ping Woman. Penguin Man isn't his name though. Um, it's not Pang Man. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Um, hey guys, how you doing? Are you excited <laughs> to talk about two Batman movies? I am very excited. Are you excited? I'm, well, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I am just so excited that the Batman is now out um, on HBO Max, so we could do this. I've been wanting to ever since it came out. It's only been a few months, thankfully. Um, but if you haven't seen it, which we strongly encourage you to do because it rocks, um, go watch it. Um, because we are going to spoil these two movies. If you haven't seen yeah. The Dark Knight by now, I mean... What were you doing? Who are you? What um, are you doing? So that's the spoiler alert. Uh, Nick, yes. do you have a shared synopsis? I wrote one down if you didn't. Why would you ask me if you wrote one down? Because I wanted to show you that I did <laughs> I did your job. I mean, I did think ones, of one. Nicholas. But if you, you have do one have really good ones. written down... Go, you go ahead and read it. Okay, and you correct it. Sure. These are two non-origin <laughs> story Batman movies where our hero must face off against a crazed jokester villain who both think of Batman as the yin to their yang and who try to kill off the city's mob and expose the hypocrisy and corruption of the police and officials of said city. Gotham. That was really yeah. And, good. Holy shit. Um, Thanks. Well, sort of, kind of, <laughs> Gordon becomes Commissioner Gordon oh. in both. Oh, wait, does he? I mean, Batman? it's sort of implied, right, in the Batman that he's the next commissioner. Doesn't he? But the I don't think the guy who becomes the commissioner is... No, the, it, the guy no, who was not, the commissioner uh, doesn't die, I don't think. He gets a promotion. Yeah, he definitely gets a promotion for saving the day. Anyways, they are very <laughs> similar... Um, and that's why we're picking these two. We had done Dark Knight Rises uh, with Black Panther in the past. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. And eventually we'll do other Batman movies like the Michael Keaton ones that people adore. We're saving begins. We're working backwards. in the Yeah, we're going to work trilogy. backwards and we'll figure <clears throat> it out. Um, I'm super excited. Do you guys want to get into this damn thing? Mm. I don't know why. Sure. Wait, Layla, going into this, what do you think about Batman? <laughs> like, is he one of your favorite... <laughs> Uh, superheroes is he... on a scale of one to seven? Like, yeah. how good is Batman? Yeah, what do you uh, do? You fancy him? <clears throat> that's a great. I'm glad you asked that question, actually, because I feel like that's a good segue in, into the episode. Um, I have historically sure. not always been a huge like Batman stand. Like, he's not. He's definitely not my favorite. I know a lot of people that are obsessed with Batman. So, like, yeah, I feel like I should premise that he's not my favorite. Um, but like. DC's also just never been my jam. Like, I didn't really grow up as much with DC as I did with Marvel. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I like Batman. I think I, I grew to love Batman a lot because of both of these movies. So, you know, I guess yeah. as we talk about it, that'll become apparent. <laughs> totally. Well, let's break them down and figure out based on our zero or one to seven. We don't do zeros. <laughs> Zero. Our one to seven rating scale in five categories. <laughs> we just introduced it now. Let's figure out which of these movies are better. Just based on our categories. By the way, our preferences may be different. And we know, uh, we just want to let you know, since Batman fans are fucking crazy, 
Um, hey, crazy guys. Welcome to our pod. Um, uh, Don't hate That this me. is just our opinion. And uh, you know what? We got strong opinions, so let's fucking boogie. Let's start out, since we're doing boogie. two comic book movies, let's start out with spectacularity. Hmm. Let's talk about the engagement level of these movies. And I think it is only respectable to start with The Dark Knight. Nick, what did you think? Spectacularity. How engaging was it? Um, were you distracted? How's the runtime? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, psh, I mean, if you asked me in what year did it come out? 2000, what are we talking? 12? 13? I think it was 12. I think it's 12, right? Jeez. Eight? I'm an wow, idiot. 2008. Yeah. Damn. So in 2008, 2008 me was pumped. Obama. <laughs> yeah. Pump for Obama and the Dark Knight. Um, 2008 me and and 2008 me's bros got a couple pizzas, <laughs> hung out before, went to the midnight showing of the Dark Knight and could not have been more thrilled. Thought it was the best movie I've ever seen. Uh, walked out of the theater. And it was um, amazing. An 8 out of 10 in 2008. Right now, oh, I'm going to give it... Uh, a six out of seven. Okay. Still, did I say eight out of ten before? I meant eight out of seven. It's a six out of seven now. I do think that there are some parts of the movie that I just dramatically don't care about at this point. Hmm. I agree. The um, as cool as the the end of it is when he like <laughs> illegally extradites. Uh, what's the the Asian dude's name? Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. We I don't do enough that. research for this podcast. Yeah. We don't, we're not experts. <laughs> we're not experts on the names of characters or anything. I just really know there's a guy who's Batman. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, don't care about that scene. Um, I, and I do kind of think that the whole like bat sonar. But he's so good at calculations. <laughs> calculations. Yeah. He's, I don't think that the bat sonar thing is as cool of a like reveal or like power superpower whatever it is at the end as like i did then and i'm just not as like interested in that whole thing mm, okay. i don't know uh, the runtime's fine <laughs> the joker's the best thing that's ever happened uh so i mean it's still sick on earth like on and, earth. and we're talking about obama became president that <laughs> year but the joker is the best thing that's ever yeah, happened yeah since sliced bread Okay. No, six out of seven is great. That's uh, still well above average. Layla, uh, are you similar? What's your spectacularity for The Dark Knight? I'm a seven out of seven. <laughs> um, I, I'd, I've, I've seen this movie a fair amount of times, and I am always as equally engaged with it as I was the first time I watched it. It is just a true and true blockbuster it's so like well executed in my mind and i think the flow of the film is so well done and i'm just like in i'm so in and huge part of that being that there is so much to engage with the the joker and his motives and what he's trying to accomplish and the like end result of his master plan like it really is so gratifying to get all the way through the movie um, and also I love so much that once you get to the end, it really brings back that core of like why Batman 
like needs yeah. to exist yeah. and why he's important and I just think it's like incredibly well done. I mean, this is one of my yeah. favorite superhero movies of all time. Like it is truly just so incredibly executed. Um, but I think I kept thinking this when I was watching it. There is just such a uh, there's like a charisma about this movie. Like that's the only word I could come up with when I was thinking about it. Like there is just something so like you just you're just drawn to it while it's happening and it's not just him as batman cuz he has a lot of charisma and that's like how he plays batman but like the movie itself does it's like a james bond movie but batman and it's yeah. like so fun to watch because of that like i actually love that scene where he s- steals the guy <laughs> and like i think it's like so wow his name is lao wow thank you yeah. um Dude, that I, scene is sick <laughs> i think that scene is so cool and i think that it's like, scene itself is sick that whole plot oh is, you're talking about oh, okay oh yeah the plot I mean, yeah that's fair i i just think that like a big part of batman that people love is kind of in similar sense like if you're comparing to marvel iron man has like wealth and money and gadgets and things that he can use and i think that scene is such a great exemplifier of like what batman has at his disposal and what he's able to do yeah. and I just think it's really fun and it's crazy that that happens. Like even after so many watches when it was happening, I was like, I do not remember this happening at all from previous <laughs> watches. And I just think that's impressive that so much engaging stuff happens that I'm like excited on this watch. So it's definitely a seven. I've so, never heard it described as a James Bond movie, but a Batman movie. And that is so true. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, and I like that about a yacht it too. With hot ladies for part of it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and then he jumps in the ocean with a like a bag yeah. and goes on a plane. He's dating like a yeah. Dating, that scene he's dating is all like, of the ballerinas. That the ballerina scene where company. he jumps in the ocean and the, all the ballerinas are on. That is just such a like Daniel Craig James Bond scene. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, I'm gonna try to be as concise as possible in this episode, but I took <laughs> copious notes because these are really big, big, big movies, and I don't want to miss much. But Putting into perspective when The Dark Knight came out, um, as Nick was talking about, this came out three years after Batman Begins. And Batman Begins was a success, but it was kind of like, let's see what they do with this. I like this grounded take, but let's see what they do next. And they were hinting at the Joker, which is like everyone's favorite comic book villain. And it just immediately doesn't disappoint. This is one of the best opening scenes in the history of cinema, and I'll give you a little story. One time, I uh, went to Best Buy to replace the speakers in my car, and I had to wait there for a really long time, so I went to the home theater section, and they were playing (laughs) just the opening scene on repeat. Over and over. Every time it would finish, it would go over. I guarantee you, I watched it about like 20 times, and it still does not get old to me. It is so sick. Um... (laughs) I'll talk about like a few of the bad things. Such a you thing to do. Um, <laughs> that really pull. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a few of the bad things that Excusably. really pull me out of this movie and like make me irritated each time I watch it. And they're things that I'm going to highlight as positives for the Batman. Um, there are a lot of lulls, I would say, as, as to what Nick was saying. Like, there is a lull between when you have like scarecrow at the beginning all the way up until the joker is reintroduced with the magic trick 
I mean, and then those scenes are amazing when you get the Joker, so it makes up yeah. for it. But there are, like, lulls where I don't really care about the characters as much. Um, like, I don't care that much about Harvey Dent and Rachel at the beginning in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm not interested in that. But, you know, I, I, I get it. The other thing is that this movie doesn't need to be, but this movie is not funny. And that would be okay if this movie was just completely leaning into being a serious take on a comic book thing. Counterpoint. The second scene with the Joker is an incredibly funny scene. No, no, no. Okay, so <laughs> the Joker is funny and the performance is haunting as it is funny. Walk in here and take our money? It, yeah. Yeah, that is one of my... That's like one of the hardest I like. But, this, but what I mean is this movie has these really annoying, random quote-unquote funny moments that Christopher Nolan puts in it to commercialize it. One of the biggest examples that pisses me off every time is the every whole time. scene with uh, with Gordon undercover driving the car and they're in the like chase or whatever to and Batman's in the chase too. There's a scene where they have a guy cleaning his teeth in the car mirror and then it breaks off and they're like, Whoa! And then the little kids like shooting at the cars with play guns and then they explode. And then everything they have with the guy that's with Gordon, who's like, come on, come on, man. What is he doing? Oh, that is not good. That is not good. (laughs) Is it's like Christopher Nolan doesn't get comedy. So don't fucking put in comedy. And it's a nitpick. But it's always like I'll, I'll talk about in the Batman how that was like a surprising great thing about it. Um, but here's the thing that I love about this: every Joker scene is electric, as Nick said, um, <laughs> except for there was one part that someone pointed out years later that makes me laugh every time, and it's when the Joker confronts Harvey when he's in the hospital. Oh yeah, and he's wearing a <laughs> yeah. surgical mask, and and he's right next to Harvey's face, and, and Harvey, Harvey doesn't, doesn't know, know it's him, it's him <laughs> until he takes off the mask. It's and then like he starts a, thrashing around like, I'm going to kill you. And it's, it's like, like a little dude. kid when you're doing like a peekaboo thing yeah. or like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got your nose. Um, but the best Pretty thing bad. that this movie has going for it is that you really don't know because of the chaotic energy of the villain. You don't know where the story is going to go. And there are so many chapters to it that are all yeah. happening. And Christopher Nolan really mixes all the tension really well between all of those for two and a half hours. And there's like... He packs in so much into this movie. I mean, you get even all the way up to the point where the Joker wins, but he's decommissioned from the rest of the movie, and Harvey Dent is the villain. And, like, you get the whole Two-Face thing. And I think that's, like, brilliant, and it's the reason why I still love this movie is because you could be like, oh, fuck, I forgot that it goes that direction. I forgot it does this. Yeah, Harvey Dent is part of the Joker's plot. Yeah, kind of thing is is very cool. It's it's yeah. so cool. Um, and and I agree with Layla. The final scene is so powerful, and I actually really think that a lot of that has to do with Hans Zimmer and uh, James Newton Howard's score because it God. it still gives me goosebumps yeah. when that song comes in at the very end and the whole theme. They're like dun 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 hmm. dun. Anyways, I'm giving it a seven out of seven, but I I am like I have liked it a little bit less over time. But really it is one of the greatest films there. ever. And I feel like mine should have been a you you liked it less than I did, and I went with this. No, I nitpick, <laughs> but I still like I nitpick, but I still think it is probably the most engaging 
comic book movie of all time. I would time. still rewatch the shit out of it. I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to be objective. I agree. Gabe. Okay, objective um, <laughs> Oscar. What did you give the Batman Spectacularity? I just had to come up with a name. I guess I could have said Auto. Fuck. Nick and I were very confused. God, that that <laughs> was what that is baffling. Uh, I, I was baffling. I'm baffling. I think <laughs> I think the Batman objectively, in terms of like all the people in the world, is a five. Ooh. Okay. It's probably not objective. There's probably people that hate it. Um, in fact, a guy, short story, guy in my, uh, my theater class when I was uh, in high school, he's an awesome guy. He's really funny. Loves Batman. Huge fan of Batman. Probably has a Batman tattoo. I haven't seen him in, you know, decade. But okay. the guy was huge Batman guy. Hated this movie. Oh, he's dumb. Posted I don't like him. All sorts of things are just like, hate it. And I was like, wow, that guy hated it? What the... Okay. I loved it. Cool. Guy. I think that the movie is so mm, magnetizing to me in a, in a way that like other Batman movies haven't been because it is such a. I think it is maybe not in the grand scheme of movie movies a unique movie, but honestly, maybe it is. Like, is there a movie that has this sort of like mystery noir? style but is also about a guy that adam west played in spandex that like fought a guy in joker makeup who also had the his mustache covered by joker makeup i would say (laughs) the only one that is like kind of similar is joker like the movie joker is like he balanced in a lot of like scorsese stuff but i think this one is more effective in what it but that's not about really a superhero it's more about it's more like you know that's why we did it with taxi driver it's more just about a uh you know um uh, an under the rug sort of sociopath but this is like this whole grand um uh setting that is a character and like lives and breathes and is part of the story and the development of the movie is why the movie is obscenely long, but also why I love the movie. Mm. And I think that, um, does that make sense? That Gotham is, yeah. So, I mean, I think that that is why I love the movie, but also is why the movie is not likable to others. I think but, I mean, if it was just me being purely subjective, I would give it a seven. I love the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Okay. Layla. Um, what- I'm gonna try, yeah, I'm going to try and be concise, but, yeah, that's, that's what I got. I can't, but <laughs> Layla, <laughs> Physically what, can't. what did you um, – I gave it a 5.5. 5. Um, I would have – on my original watch in theaters, I would have given this a six. And then my rewatch brought me down a tiny bit. Um. <laughs> There are a lot of things that I really, really love about this movie. And then there are just like with Dark Knight for me, like I personally don't have any issues with Dark Knight. Like I could rewatch Dark Knight over and over again and enjoy everything. I do have some slight issues with the Batman. I do love, love, love how gothic it is. Like I think it's just so camp and fun and it does make me feel a little bit more like I'm actually watching a a superhero movie um, that came out of a Mm. comic book series, which I really enjoy. Um yeah, I just I feel like some of the dialogue is not super great for me. Like upon rewatch when I was like just truly like 
listening to the dialogue, I think, a little bit more. I just feel like there are some things, like, like when she's, like, in the club and he's, like, watching her in the club and she, and he literally goes, in the Maroney case, and then Robert Pattinson literally repeats right after he says that, oh, he's talking about the Maroney case. It's like, why did you need to say that? He literally just said, in the Maroney case. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of dialogue that feels really unnecessary and, like odd and out of place um and it felt a little like unnatural at times um and even like the scene where he's like it it just feels like some of the dialogue doesn't feel natural like when he says oh are you a Wayne when what's his face is taking those cufflinks off and he literally looks at him kind of pissed and he's like your father gave these to me like it just doesn't feel like I I didn't like those moments like they just didn't feel good to me. They felt kind of awkward and I didn't love that. Um, But going back to good notes, um, I love how violent this movie is. I think the action in this movie is so dark and so much fun. And I think it's like way more fun to watch the action in this movie than it is in Dark Knight, at least when it comes to hand to hand combat. Like the hand to hand combat in this movie is remarkable and it's like. It really just is as violent and as dark as Batman should be. Like, Batman is just a very dark comic in a very dark city. Um, so, yeah. And I should have said this. I'll say it for both. Um, I should have said this in Dark Knight. But personally, as someone who lives in Chicago, it is really fun to watch both of these movies and just see so much of Chicago in both of these movies, yeah. especially Dark Knight. Um, but it is always really fun to see all of those little snippets. So I just have to shut yeah. that up. But. The Dark Knight is like so Chicago. The entire it's film. It's filmed there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then The Dark Knight Rises is so Pittsburgh because it's filmed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so I I'm going to talk about the dialogue. I think in actoring between yeah, these fair. two <clears throat> movies, but I I hear you to an extent. Um, I. I I think that the opening of The Dark Knight is better, but I really like that the opening of this movie gets you into gear into a serial killer type thing. Yes. Like, it, you know what the mood of the movie is going to be just based on the opening, and it is haunting. And then you get, and then you get Pattinson's, like, Halloween hunt, which, which establishes his new effect on the city. And I'll talk about later how clever I think it is to have this be batman only after a year of being batman and how they implement it um he's on year two i thought oh, okay yeah, or yeah. maybe he two years or he's on year two um 18 to 36 months i will say my only gripes with the movie actually and and nick and i have talked about this a lot and i actually just got in an argument <clears throat> with uh tyler Salstrom about this um Hi, tyler. is that the trailer the trailer doesn't give away the plot, but the trailer had too many really, really amazing moments yeah. in it that dulled the effect when I got to see it. Because I saw the trailer a lot of times. That's mostly my fault. But I also just think like there, like the two biggest ones that really, really bothered me are at the beginning when he's saying that he's like he hunts for the people on Halloween and like he can't be all places. So you're like, where is he going to be? Anyone who watched the trailer, any of the trailers, knows that the victims or the suspects that he chooses are those guys with the face paint. And the way that he comes out and beats the absolute fucking shit out of the first guy should have been not in the first trailer for this movie. Because it is, it establishes just how gritty this movie is going to be. 
And they, there's so many other little moments they could have included. And that like, that completely dulled the effect. Cause like if I was watching that for the first time and he came out and this Batman is so incredibly ruthless in the way that he beats on a person, it would have been insane. And I, I was, I was pissed off about that. The other one that really bothered me is when he comes out of the elevator and he's fighting them and they have the guns. It just would have been like, they basically eliminated the jumps of this movie, the moments that could have just popped out and surprised us by showing it. Nick talks about the part where he comes out of the fire in the car, which is such a sick scene. And I, I also agree that they didn't need to do that whole thing in the trailer where he knocks Penguin's car and it's upside down. That would have been just such a cool thing to witness in it. Um, there are other parts that are kind of annoying that way. But to the good, time, uh, good things... Just because I mentioned it in The Dark Knight, I was really shocked how fucking funny this movie is. It's like there are moments I actually kind of love the dialogue writing because there are moments, especially like any scene with Gordon. Like, first of all, I never knew that Jeffrey Wright was that funny, but any scene with Gordon (laughs) is funny. Everything he says is funny, and it's like not fake humor. They're not like inserting jokes. It's like natural human humor and it's it sets up the dynamic the way that they kind of let things breathe with the exception of layla's the line that you gave an example of is not i agree that's a bad one they let things they let you kind of like experience it breathe in the the way that these characters relate to one another and like what their history has been like clearly in jeffrey wright's lines he's like dude this guy i am so impressed by whoever this man is but what a weird yeah he's like towing the i also think like i think it's really funny how he makes every interaction with selena like awkward because he's like fucking living in the dark all alone all the time and he hasn't learned how to become bruce wayne the playboy um I also just, like, I, I love every scene with Penguin. Um, they're really funny. I love, like, the little clues and stuff are kind of funny. Like, the where he's like, thumb, drive. <laughs> it's just, it's funny. And I didn't expect this that. Guy's... The runtime oh, for me, I know it's three hours, doesn't bother me slightly. I kind of wish it was more. Like, I wish it was longer in certain parts. Um And I think he was really smart about what he kept in the movie and what he brought out of it. We've seen now the Joker um, deleted scene, and it's a really, really good scene, but it would have made the scene with the Riddler later like completely redundant. And I'm glad that he was smart about what he took out. Um, But also... it's, It's long because he holds tension. He does not take you away from any moment of tension. Christopher Nolan, like for what it's like, I I love how he can balance all these things at once where it's editing back and forth between a bunch of different things. Matt Reeves is like unflinching in what he's going to show you. It just goes. And like, you are going to be stuck in that scene. And a lot of those scenes, I just like loved living in regardless of how dark they were. Like the whole bomb scene at the funeral is like an incredible scene and he does not cut away really. It's like you are you are stuck in that moment in real time. Um, the interrogation scene with him and the Riddler, there's no cutting away t- fr- to like something else. The car chase, like, yeah, it's so cool. And um, 
for those who wanted more action for this movie, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the action was so good, like Layla said. And also, there's, like, plenty of comic book action movies you can go and watch. Like, I'm glad that this was, like, the way it was built. And the action set pieces were still fucking sick. Especially the very end, which is, like, if you're, like, you wanted action, you're waiting for it, it delivers. So, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 7, but I because of, like, some of the dulled effect of some stuff and some flaws... And just to be objective, like you guys, because um, I agree, this isn't for. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to a six because I think I broke our rating scale on the Dark Knight. I probably should have just given it a seven. <laughs> no, do whatever. Okay, let's let's move on. Very long winded. Um, originality. Okay. Let's talk about how creative these movies are. How they set themselves apart from Batman movies, but also from comic book movies, everything like that. Batman. Layla, I think you should kick us off with the Batman here. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this is a very original take, especially on Batman itself, let alone superhero movies. I comp- I, I feel like I almost need to make another comparison because I said, like, Dark Knight's, like, James Bond. This reminds me so much of Seven, and I love that Ooh. it's, like, such a detective-based movie, and I love how involved Batman is in the investigation. I just feel like that feels so much more genuine to me about Batman and his work with the police and like also all the interactions he has with the police and how much they hate him. But he's like so mm-hmm. involved in this investigation. I, I love all of that stuff. And it, it is what kept me so engaged with the movie. So aside from how much I like how gritty and dark and gothic the whole movie is, which I think is very, very different from um, other Batman movies that have been done as well as just like most superhero movies in general. Um, I just think that, like, I felt like I was watching a serial killer movie, and I loved that. Like, it was such a fun serial killer superhero movie. And the plot itself, because of how engaging it was to, like, move through the investigation, kept me super engaged. Um, And I just thought that was a really original way to approach Batman. Um, So, I'm giving it a six. (laughs) Okay. Nick, what what did you think? Um... I kind I kind of want to give it a seven. Um, you should then. But it steals from doesn't steal from, but it is like you to your point. It is so much. It's so much like seven, um, <laughs> which it, we've like, done an episode on. If you want to ever it's listen, always, folks, yeah. it's always <laughs> oh that was a great episode. Raining, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, white guy and a black guy. Like it's very you know it's the motivations of the. Riddler are not quite the same, but he is like trying to kill the bad people that are, um, you know, running amok. Corruption. I, but it is just like such a different superhero movie. It is such a different Batman movie. It takes each of the characters that we know and love in Batman and makes them very, uh, different. Mm hmm. Uh, pretty much universally. I don't know about Selena Kyle, but I'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I just kind of think that it, I'm going to give it a six. Like, I think it's pretty close. I think that what they're doing with the, uh, like I said, like the world that they live in is also original. The way that Gotham is portrayed is not 
cartoonish as it has before. It's not the real world as it is in the Dark Knight or trying to be like actually our reality with all the same things that we have and technologies and so on and so forth. There's there's the drops. There's uh, a hint at Bane in the sort of venom that he injects into himself to mm. kind of amp himself up. There's It feels super comic book-like. Yes, yeah. there's this whole like dark noir, um, you know, comic book vibe to it that is, totally. I think, needed in that genre so that things aren't just all, um, you know, MCU we all the time uh, because they just you can't you can't do that you can't do that with any other superhero movie now like every single DCU movie is trying to be Marvel movies and they they can't do it you cannot replicate what's happened there in the same way there's too much yeah. there's too much IP yeah, ben on that side of the lane it's just not hmm. going to happen it's not going to happen for anybody trying to do that and this movie tries to do something that is very not that and i think it's an original a great idea that needs to be done or we're just recycling old comic book ip for no reason totally and, and this there's a reason for this recycling of of ip um so i give a six yeah i just quickly on the point of imitation sort of that happens in it i i think it's important to note that while it it borrows from a lot of movies. There's seven. There's clear, it, and it's very clearly doing that. Seven prisoners saw Zodiac are like it, Chinatown. They're all like really, re, you could feel them in the movie and you could see them. What I really like is that he doesn't <clears throat> damage any of those in the process of taking them. There's clearly a lot of respect for those. And I think he takes all the best parts mixes them together and also brings in this character that we know and love and we've seen before. So I think it's a little bit different. I will knock it. I was at a seven. I'm going to knock it very slightly just for like certain parts that like copy the dark Knight. Like the Joker's videos are like the exact same as the Riddler's like torture videos. Um, yeah. And I do think like the dark Knight had to exist for this to exist. Like it had to, that realistic take on Batman needed to exist for us to get here. And we've been trying really hard to go back to something like that. And that's why this existed when everyone was like, do we really need another Batman? Well, clearly we did. Um, But what's so great about this movie is how specifically detailed it is. And that is just because as Layla mentioned, like, this movie is about the world's greatest detective, but he's not the world's greatest detective yet, but he has so many elements of how he is and you could see how he becomes it as well. And I love like, I love that he records everything so he can learn, like re relearn everything. That's like a crazed detective goes to work, does his detective work and then rewatches all of his detective work. Um, the decision to make this year two Batman was brilliant, I think, because it's handled so well with all the details. Um, it makes it more enjoyable that he's not always winning. He's getting his fucking well, yeah, ass because kicked. again, like even more realistically than the, the, yeah. the Batman in the Dark Knight, like like his problem is that his cowl doesn't allow his neck to move left to right. Like, dude, if your cowl didn't let your neck move left to right, you'd be dead. Now. Yeah, exactly. 
Like I someone mean, would have been, someone would have snuck up on you and pushed you off a ledge or something, and you'd be dead. Like right. I mean, and he's on. and he's. But the the big point of this movie <laughs> is he's so fucking alone. He's like not. He will not even have the help of Alfred because he hasn't learned to trust Alfred yet. So he is so alone, and so he's getting his ass kicked. He's falling hard. He's bruised. He tries to batter his way through everyone instead of like like smart fighting and stuff. He yeah. just walks into a club without any real plan. He's always steps behind the bad guy, even though he's so good at solving clues. Oh, both movies have a scene where someone beats where the Batman beats the shit out of someone in a club. Oh, sick. That's a that's a good connection. I love that he's scared of heights. Like, he hasn't quite gotten it down. He fucking eats shit when he does the squirrel suit from that. Um, he pushes trustworthy sources away and then ignores when someone is clearly not being trustworthy. Um, he's too gullible. And then, uh, also, I love the parallels between him and the Riddler and him and Catwoman. And they feel really earned and not just shoehorned in and explained to us. You could see why he's this way. And you could see that he could have gone down the path of being like the Riddler. But he met Catwoman who was trying to go down that path too. And from an outside observance, he could see like, no, I need to help her not become this like killer. And I know that I need to change my outlook on everything. So I love that. I'm really curious what they're going to do with a lot of his technology. I, I like the little technology we get, but like, it's cool that Alfred in this is like the old Alfred, um, before Michael Caine, where he's like kind of like a Lucius Fox, like he has yeah. all the technology. He's really smart. Yeah, um, it's like a code breaker. And I, I love. Lastly, I just, I love that this movie is relevant to today's society without being too eye rolling. Like, I'm sure it's really tough for people to watch this movie, considering all the like gun deaths that that, that have happened and the. Um, mass murders that have been happening for years. But I think it's handled well in this movie and there is an ultimate point of hope. And I think for a movie that's this fucking dark, that optimistic ending doesn't feel out of place. It feels really earned. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 7. The only reason I'm not giving it a 7 is because like I have to knock it for copying a little bit. Um, <laughs> but what about The Dark Knight? What do we think about originality, Layla? Um, so I'm just going to say my piece and then maybe I'll change this as you boys talk. But I'm going to give this a seven. Um, I, I just think if you put yourself back in the time of when this was made and what had come out at the time that this was made, like this changed everything for superhero movies. Like this was the entrance into the idea that you can have like a level of prestige and like good superhero movies that are like well like conceived, well executed, not just frivolous and cartoon like and silly and um for for kids. Like this was darker, this was grittier. Obviously not as much as the Batman, but at the time this was and it like it at the time i just think everyone was so impressed by how perfectly executed it was i also think it's important to acknowledge that like this is to me still one of the absolute best and most original depictions of a villain in a movie and like yes. this 
this still is my Joker. Like, I really liked the newest Joker film, and I really think it's, like, a beautiful performance and a great film. But, like, this is my Joker, and I think the what's done with this, like, the writing of this Joker as well and the progression of this Joker and what it does for that universe and how it takes Batman and elevates his fight even more because of how profound the Joker's, like, fight is. <laughs> um it changed the game. I mean, this was 2008. Like, there really was yeah. not an insane amount out at that point. And I just remember this had a massive impact on superhero movies, but just how people saw them and how much people bought in after this. Um, this absolutely needed to be made. Some of the prestige superhero movies we're seeing now would not be made without The Dark Knight. Um mm-hmm. It is incredibly important to superhero movies and the entire genre. So I'm going to I'm going to go with a seven and I think I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I, I wanted to just jump in with the about the villain. Not only is it just like a really realistic and like crazy concept villain. I know that there's a lot that they can borrow from from the comics, but a lot of that really just came out in how Heath Ledger um, did yeah. his performance. But What's so fascinating about him compared to almost any other villain is you don't know anything about his backstory. He doesn't even like allow you the chance to understand the story every any time. motivations. Yeah. <laughs> he changes his story about how he gets his scars. He changes his like what he's at one point he wants the money and at other points he doesn't want the money. Like there is so much chaos. You know what his plan is and you know what his point is. And he's right about his point in the end in a really fucked up way. But you don't know why he's doing what he does. And it was one of those first ones, first movies, um, especially for comic book movies. It definitely was the first one where the villain wins. Like, the villain ultimately wins, and we get that later with Thanos until, you know, he doesn't win. Um, <laughs> but, like, initially he does in Infinity War, and, like, I, I love and, – and, you know, to a certain extent, the Riddler does as well. Um, I also I, – I kind of think it's cool – um, that he is much more experienced at this point after Batman Begins. Um, but he's still getting like battered and stuff. He still has like bruises and stuff. And he's still not fully, he, he's too brutal because this time like, you know, Rachel is involved. So he can't really like think straight because he wants to save her. Um, but he, it, it's cool too that in this, he really, he benefits from having this character of Lucius Fox, as I was saying. So he has all these like, like the incredible technology and like militarized weapons that he can use at his disposal is really fun to watch in this. And it's like kind of interesting how they do that. Um, I did find it really interesting that in this movie, um, Maroney is taking over for Falcone and the other one, it's Falcone is taking over mm-hmm. for Maroney. It's like yeah. completely switched <laughs> around. Um, I, I also agree with Layla. I think it deserves so much credit for how it changed the way people view not only superhero movies, but like action movies and how prestigious they can be, Um, particularly with the acting that could come out of it. Like people like Jack Nicholson did a great job as Joker, but it was still like really campy. Heath Ledger does Joker and it's like, oh, fuck, like give him the Oscar now, um, regardless of his death. Um, 
I don't I, like. I think the opening and the heist scenes and a lot of the action plans are really thought out. Like Nolan is a master of that. I don't think this movie is like completely original. I mean, a lot of the heist scene at the beginning is like Heat. It's almost exactly like Heat, and you yeah. know that he was basing it off of that. There are other things too. I also think that there's a lot of holes in the plot of this movie, and I think people that don't like Christopher Nolan always want to find holes, <laughs> and they don't bother me that much. I had one like nitpicky one, which is like when they know, like when the the cops know that the Joker is going after the judge and the commissioner because they found his his and her DNA on the card. Like, why the fuck would the commissioner or the judge ever give their DNA to the cops? Why would they have that in their system? Like, how would they find that? And then also, like, they've ne- they're not, like, arrested for stuff. But then it's like, you know wh- how the villain gets it because he gets it from, like, something they, they drink yeah. or eat from or touch. But, like... Maybe I, it's I just, just like, on record just, because of like drug testing. Don't you have to do drug testing for like all government jobs and stuff like that? I don't know. Yeah, that that's a possibility. I just like I don't know. I mean, there's supposed to have been these people that got into these positions of the power Batman was corruptly. The world's greatest detective. Yeah. Um, whoa, Layla. Anyways, I'm gonna give it. I'm actually giving it a six out of seven, and I do agree with Layla too a lot. And I and I really think it's important to remember when this came out and what it did when it came out. I just don't think knowing what you could do with Batman now, as was proven by the Batman. I just kind of. It's so ridiculous to say those sentences. Um, I just don't think that this is like the end all be all of creativity, even though it was at one point. That's my point. So off. Six. Six. What? You are throwing me off. You're like going on these like diatribes and I'm like, you get I know. I never know where you're going to end up. And then it's a six. (laughs) Dude, I'm the Joker, baby. Some people just want to watch the world burn. You want to know how I got these scores? (laughs) Whoa. I'm going to retire after that one. I'm done with the podcast now. That's the best joke I've made on here. First, before you retire, what did you give originality for? I don't know. Um, I uh, <clears throat> I agree with <laughs> I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, I do think that it's not. I don't think it's the most original. I think the things that are original, I'm going to give it credit for in detail in a it, probably in a second. I don't know where you went with the next category, but yeah. I'm going to give it with a five point five. Um, oh, I do I do think that it it means a lot and it's important, and I do think that there are parts of it that are. Uh, amazing and excellent, and they are in two other categories, not this one. So I agree with what you said. I'm going to give it a 5.5. Oh, interesting. Okay. What was the next category that you thought I was going to do? So I thought you were going to do actoring next. Okay, yeah. Let's do actoring. So actoring is a category where we talk about the performances, but also <laughs> the writing and directing of those performances and those characters. So, Nick, why don't you that continue? so sheepish. Sorry. Uh, why don't you continue with The Dark Knight? Okay, so this is a hard for actoring, right? Mm -hmm. Seven, hard seven for me. Huh. And I think that the, like, yes, there are parts of the movie that are lulls for me, but I think that in the end, the writing of each of these characters, the performances they give with what they are given to say, and the importance of 
two, arguably three of the actors' um, gifts to the characters that they are playing is unsurpassed in a uh, um, in a comic book, in you know, a superhero movie. You have the best Joker that's ever been put on screen in the most unique take on the Joker that's been put on screen and by an actor that tragically passed away. Like there is just such an incredible like story to just that one character. But by the way, he passed away after giving us this performance and showing how insane his range was. And, and we Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium. Yeah. We were right? never able to see that again, but yeah. Uh, which we're going to... Should have compared Mr. McGorium's Wonder Emporium to the Dark Knight. I we know. Messed up. It was a missed opportunity. I think that just that one character's <laughs> contribution is <laughs> incredible. Is that that's, that alone, just the Joker being in this movie would be a seven to me. But I also think that the take we get on Harvey Dent, the way that he's written yeah. as part of the Joker's plot is the cre- is the origin story for for him is incredible. I think that that is such a cool you know part of this movie that like we talked about earlier and then obviously you know you have Christian Bale's take on Batman which is perhaps not the most original thing of all time but he's incredible at doing iconic. it. Iconic. And yeah. And it's iconic. Yeah. I'm iconic. I think that it's it's uh, this is where I, I I think the Dark Knight surpasses almost any other comic book movie. Okay, I kind of wanted to jump in Layla because I have a couple Do points. It. So I have a couple. You points. had mentioned this, Layla. Uh, no, I have many points. Um, you had mentioned <laughs> this, Layla, with the Batman. But when I rewatch the Dark Knight. I'm not positive the dialogue writing is very good, and <laughs> it actually bothers me a lot. Um, they're absolutely like really great scenes, like the what we did in the intro and and other scenes with Joker are incredibly well written and acted. Um, but there are also so many dumb dialogue moments, like especially with any of the side characters in this movie, like the really small side characters. It's like. I know they were going for like a comic booky feel, but it just is like it's jarring that you are making a movie that you're trying to ground so much in reality and then also have such like stupid dialogue with like side characters. And while the movie is super quotable, there's like a lot that we still quote from it. When you rewatch it, it's kind of like those quotes are like shoehorned into normal conversations and it's like not how people talk. Like the either the you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Like the way that he says it in that scene, Harvey Dent is so like, oh, let me insert this fucking sick quote forever. Like I know like, you know, he's supposed to be a great politician, but there's like a lot of scenes where there are like these really famous quotes from and they don't feel as natural anymore to me. And maybe that's just because I'm exhausted from watching this so many times, but (laughs) But the main thing about this movie is, like, it is 1,000% pushed up by Heath Ledger. I mean, there is no one on the planet. You you could have been a really big Heath Ledger fan 
There was no one on the planet that could have expected that he was capable of this type of performance, like this specific crazed version of this character. And he, I like, I, you know, in a lot of movies, we always find out that like one of the actors like improvised a certain scene and they're like, did you know they improvised this? In this one, the shit that he improvises is so important and so cool and so, like things that you want to return to. Like him clapping when Gordon gets promoted to commissioner is not in the script. And it like it it has this chilling effect in a scene that is supposed to like, you know, you're like rooting for this guy. It's also an incredible but, shot. Do you oh, know what the shot. best unscripted one is when I, he's clicking yeah. the thing and it's not going yeah. off yeah, and yeah. it was supposed to go off? He is Perfect in the moment. He like- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. He knows that Waddles. there should have been like more explosions. Yeah. He thought it'd be louder. And the way he does it, it's just, it's genius. And it's like, he's so fully in character. Um, to Nick's point, I actually don't know why people have gone so soft on Bale's Batman. And like, people don't like his Batman that much. I think he is fantastic at it. I never, th- the voice thing is fun to to do and imitate but i never thought it was silly i had like i, I don't understood. really think that nolan's trilogy is as much about batman as people think it <laughs> it isn't i think batman begins definitely is and i think that to Lalo's point earlier they make it becomes a batman movie it's in kind this. of more about how the world needs a batman than yeah it is exactly batman. but but it like but there's so much more about bruce wayne and batman and yes. i i gotta say on that point he is so good at being Bruce Wayne. And I actually think he's the best at being Bruce Wayne. Like people like Michael Keaton a lot as Batman and I don't fully get that, but like his Bruce Wayne is so believably this like he puts on this persona and it fucking works. Um American Psycho. Yeah, I mean he he's so much like it. this might be the peak of Aaron Eckhart's career like I really like him and thank you for smoking but holy fuck was he like born to play um, Harvey Dent and by the way Aaron Eckhart is a Los Gatos boy Uh, (laughs) not many people know that yeah Um, yeah it's an yeah I just uh, (laughs) fuck your face just like when his face is fucked he's so good at being the two-faced version like he he really has range I think this is also my favorite version of Jim Gordon, and I think that it is – I think people are really not understanding how insane Gary Oldman's performance is because in this case, if you look at all of Gary Oldman's performances from everything he's ever been in, this is the most far off from anything he's ever done than than any of those. And it's him being like normal. That's so and that's great, like yeah. crazy fucking acting because Gary Oldman is clearly a fucking lunatic if you watch most of his uh, movies and shows. Um, again, I just got to say, like, I just, 
Layla, you could like talk about some of the other actors that we forgot, but like I really, really hate the side performances in this, like the really, really small character side performances and like the fake comic booky voices of the guys at the beginning. He's like, when did you learn how to count? And he's like, yeah, funny. I, he told me the same thing. <laughs> it's like stupid. And the guy riding with Jim Gordon is maybe my least favorite character in any Christopher Nolan movie. Um, so I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 7. Which uh, I know is like sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a 7. I, I yeah, I'm going to give it a 7. Mostly because, so like for me, the people that you just talked about, I don't actually care that much about. Like those really, really side, side, side people, like I just really couldn't care less about. But like there are a lot of like minor league B level people right below the big cast that I think do a fairly good job. And they have like a lot of lines, surprisingly, like a lot of the cops right underneath Gordon and like the guy that like figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and stuff. And like, you've got Morgan Freeman and you've got Alfred and you've got like all these really great, these really great heavy hitting actors and they put in incredible performances. Um, so I think all of them together create just a, a great ensemble cast. Like I know that we spend so much time and I won't even really reflect on it at this point because you both have just like hit it. Like, you know, Heath is incredible. And, and as I've already said, this Joker is my Joker. Um, but I do think everyone else really does such a good job of adding value to their character in this film. Um, two gripes. I'm still giving it a seven. I slightly disagree with you guys about Harvey Dent. I do think the like last like fourth of the movie where he's like the bad guy is like it like it feels like a different vibe than the rest of the movie for me. Like it feels a little bit more camp to me and a little bit more comic book than the rest of the movie feels. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think it's an incredible performance. It At times it feels a little bit out of place for me. Um, like when he is screaming in the bed, when he realizes it's, it's the Joker, like I have moments sometimes where I'm like, can you just not? That just like looks stupid to me. So like I, mm-hmm. I have some moments with that, that portrayal. Um, I also think him and Rachel do not have a lot of chemistry by the end of the movie. And that's kind of hard for me. I, Maggie, I, if you talk too much about Maggie Gyllenhaal, my seven starts to look dumb. So I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. my, I, it's so interesting because I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is like leagues better at acting and everything than Katie Holmes. But I think that Katie Holmes as Rachel made more sense. And it was really jarring when Maggie Gyllenhaal replaced her because they don't look alike. And they also play the character so differently. Yeah. I think and, the problem is Maggie Gyllenhaal is too good of an actor to play a character that's not super well written. And, and the other problem... Yeah, exactly. It's the writing. Because Christopher Nolan is like famously fucking terrible at writing female characters. Women. And yeah. it really comes out in this... <laughs> women. Yeah. <laughs> women. Uh, it really comes out in here. I do want to say... I. I the only like side side character that I I really like the performance of is Eric Roberts. I think Eric Roberts is a fucking treasure in this movie yeah. um, <laughs> as Maroney. Oh yeah, he's so good. It's he's ridiculously good in this, and he has no reason to be. You know, uh, yeah. I'm counting on it. Dang it! I should have responded to your text with "I'm counting on it." I'm counting. <laughs> oh, wait, you already, okay? Never mind. Yeah, I'm not wearing hockey pads. 
Um, anyways, okay, so let's move on to the Batman actoring. Uh, I'll kick us off with this one. Um, look, man, I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I've been singing his praises for fucking years. People are like, is, Bat- is, is, is Pattinson going to be a good Batman? Is he going to do this right? And I was like, I fucking promise you he will nail it. And guess what, bitch? He did. I love what Pattinson does in this movie. I love that they have him narrating like Rorschach at the beginning from Watchmen. I love the fucking delivery of his narration. Like, I kind of wish he would do more narration in movies. Um, I love when he's like, they think I'm hiding in the shadows, but I am the shadow. It's just like he's fucking good in this movie depends on him being good. It's like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Like, that's what pushes the movie up to a different level. This movie lives and dies by the performance of Batman and the portrayal by this new Batman. And I think he's my favorite Batman. He's not my favorite Bruce Wayne. I think that Chris, uh, that Christian Bale is a lot better at being Bruce Wayne. But the point of this movie is he's not Bruce Wayne yet. He hasn't learned how to be. He's a fucking loner. And he's so angry and he's so serious and he's so naive and he's so obsessed with his time working that he like is always in the dark, doesn't talk to people. So he doesn't know how to, but also like he goes into the kitchen and just the natural daylight in or the the like dining room the natural daylight inside his home is so bright for his eyes he's got to put his sunglasses on and i think that pattinson is such a careful performer and he always has been um when he has like the right material um that i love him in this um paul dano becomes more and more unhinged in every role he does and i think he's fantastic and i think where they were giving him sort of a uh joker mixed with a Zodiac killer type of character. I think he knocks it out of the park and it was like big, big shoes to fill. I kind of wish that we didn't know from the trailers or just from the, the uh, reveal that he was in the cast, like well before the movie came out that he was in it. I think it would have been really fucking cool to see that that was Paul Dano later. Um, Mm. But it's so hard with stuff like this again. Who knew Jeffrey Wright was this funny? He fucking, is so good at delivering his little lines. You could tell he really enjoyed being in this movie. And I love that for him. Uh, I love the part where, uh, Batman is like no guns. And he's like, yeah, man, that's your thing. (laughs) It's like, he's just so good when he's doing the fake arguing with Batman in the, in the police station in front of all the people. He looks so fucking funny. And he kind of does that. I just rewatched Game Night the other night, and he kind of does that as the, like, fake FBI agent at the beginning that, like, is part of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really great. Um, oh, I also love that, like Batman, he's not fully ready to be the Jim Gordon that we know. He's not that good at his job yet. He really relies on Batman, and he's, like kind of a proxy for the audience and i love how like clever that is we are going at the same pace as how batman is solving the cases but he's so good at solving clues that we're like actually really on jim's pace um i mean like i'd be remiss to not talk about colin farrell um Mm. 
it's not just that he puts on so much prosthesis that only in little moments. This time when I rewatched it, I can notice that it was him. Like, I could really see it in his eyes. But he just fucking goes for it in this movie. And I love him for it. I think it is fucking hilarious he wanted to do this. I love the little lines he says. Like, the the hell is this? Bad cop, batshit cop. Um, and the whole scene with him with the Spanish is so fucking funny. Um, I'm going to let Nick talk about Zoe Kravitz. Uh, because I know you don't like the writing that much for the character. But I think that Zoe this is like the first time outside of like big little lies that I really 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 admired how Zoe Kravitz like took on this role I I think so I don't yeah Uh, I'll go with uh, I'll do six six out of seven uh I assume that was a transition Layla. to Nick. I feel like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you, because like maybe both of you guys have the same point about Catwoman, so maybe Nick and, and then we'll Layla. see. I um, <laughs> I Catwoman. I'm gonna give this a five. Um, okay. hmm. I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with the acting and writing in this movie. <laughs> I think there are a lot of really great moments and then I think there are a lot of moments I did not enjoy. So I like I I don't know really how I feel about it if I'm being perfectly honest. I feel that way heavily about Robert Pattinson's performance. I and that's mostly in like mostly entirely how they wrote his character because I am a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I think he's just truly one of the best actors out there right now. I think he's remarkable and I think he was really going for it I just I don't know (laughs) the angst the like teenage angst that he's like going for at times that they wrote into this film just doesn't really work for me in a lot of scenes I think Mm. his awkwardness is a little too awkward at times like I get what you're saying Gabe but at a certain point I almost feel like he's like the recluseness of him is a little bit too much for a movie like this like it just it, it kind of like took me out a little bit at times um, so I'm not sure I like loved, I, I liked the idea of him being, I liked the idea of a different kind of Batman. That's not necessarily like this, you know, party going like huge, super hot, like popular guy. Like I liked the idea of this type of a Batman. That's a little bit more like into himself and darker and whatever. But I just feel like they took it to like a 16-year-old, I'm in my dark room kind of a route, and it's just, that was a little much for me. Um, I don't love Zoe Kravitz in this movie. I like Zoe Kravitz in general. I think she did what she could with what she was given. I do not think they gave her a lot. Um, I think the writing of her character is a little frustrating at times. I think the way that she can be... I don't think there was much development between the two of them, to be perfectly frank. So when there was, like, supposed to be sexual chemistry between the two of them, I was very put off by that. Um, I I, kind of liked the idea of them being, like, really close and understanding of each other and, like, how they react to the world and stuff. And, like, her bringing out a side of him, maybe. But, like, for her to be like, let's run off together. Like, I just was like, there was not enough for me to feel like that would make any sense at all. (laughs) Um So I just I thought they wrote her very poorly, but everything else, like I think all of the villains are remarkable. I think Paul Dano is incredible. I think the penguin 
in part makes this movie for me. Like his comedic relief, the writing of his character, how he plays into the storyline so consistently and all of that like breaks up a lot of those feelings that I have when I'm watching the movie. So I think that's really good. Uh, Maroney's great. Um, I, I really like, I like Jeffrey Wright. Um, I think he's really good. I, I really enjoy him. I just don't think any performance in this movie for me is like out of the ballpark, incredible. And I like, I don't love the writing of every character. I think every character, there's something I could say about them where I'm like, eh. But like overall, I enjoyed everybody. So I'm going to go above average and give it a five. But I think the... And to your... I wanted to comment on this before too in Dark Knight. To your point about some of the dialogue, I feel like with Dark Knight for me personally, it doesn't bother me as much because I feel like Dark Knight in some ways isn't taking itself super seriously because it, it just feels like a huge blockbuster action movie where it's just an action movie and this well, movie but then felt we like talk about the dark knight as being like oh it's more than an action movie i think it more changed things movie. i think it changed things then like i think in so many aspects in so many ways this was like way more and bigger and better than what we thought a superhero movie could be but at the same time like i said i feel like it's kind of a bond movie like i feel like it's a little bit of a mission impossible movie like i do feel like it's just an action movie so i'm not surprised that some of the background characters can be silly in this movie because of the tone when there is weird dialogue or when background characters say weird dialogue it's jar it's more jarring to me because of the tone of the film and how serious they try to make. And it's not full action, right? A lot of it is like that tone. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let Nick talk I because I think you're also going to talk. I want to, I want to, I'm going to hold my thought about like the Catwoman and yeah. uh, Catwoman Batman thing. But go ahead. Nick. Yeah. Well, I just, I agree with you, Layla. I don't really think that, that Catwoman and Selena Kyle are super well written in this movie. I just kind of don't. Um, I don't really buy a lot of what she's selling, I guess, so to speak. Like, I just don't really, I don't really think that the character, um, I don't buy that, that fully that she is like driving the Batman to think deeply about his own (laughs) role (laughs) as the Batman, (laughs) you know, like he kind of just seems like he didn't really change that much because of her. Like, I yeah. don't feel like he's that conflicted at the end. He's like, no, no, dude, like, I'm not going to run away with you. You haven't even seen my face, bitch. Like, <laughs> get out. You don't even know who I am, dude. Like, why are you so obsessed with me? Um, And I just don't, it, I don't quite <laughs> buy it. I think Zoe Kravitz is fine. I just don't really think the role was the revelation that it could have been or maybe might have been. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I'm still going to give it a six. Because I think Robert Pattinson is crushing it. I think the the writing is good enough, but it doesn't. I don't think that the the like writing of this movie. Like, I don't agree with either of you about the writing of the Dark Knight or this movie. I think that it's. I think it's really interesting that we have like similar takes, Layla, but not quite the same. I think the movie is, although it is darker, is not as serious as the dark mm-hmm. knight because yeah. it is more like a comic book like the yeah. killing joke which i i, I just that. rented from the oh, library nice because nice. i'm gonna read it in the summer uh and <laughs> i just kind of think that it's um it, it's 
the parts that bother me are when it's too I don't even know if it's comic booky. Silly, I think. Like like when he's like when he solves the riddle, when Batman solves the riddle at the beginning, I think is probably the best example. And he's like, it lies still. And they're like, wow. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, it's a child's riddle. Like, there are like, come on, there are like 12-year-olds that could have gotten that. Come on. It's but that's not... the point. Like, the cops are fucking idiots. But that's city. really, the fact that they're like, wow, he was really good at that riddle is a little. Like, I don't his, think they did. They kind of are. He just, it's he like just a moment just... of awe. Like, it's just quiet. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're like, like, oh, yeah, that's like, why, wow. that's why, that's why Jim brought this guy here. Like, no, he doesn't. No, that guy is still fucking, pi- I, I disagree. No, but... And if you rewatch the scene, I don't think that's true. I'm sorry. I'm going to stand behind that one. <laughs> stand my ground. I get your other points. <laughs> I, I, there are little lines like that, that, that are a little much for me, but I think in general the tone and the way that the, the movie is written match fairly well. Yeah. Um, in in uh, IMO, so I'm gonna give it a six. IMO. I mean, I I totally agree, and I I I hear both of your points, and I think you know sometimes it's just a feeling of like if it works for you or not. Like in terms of dialogue, like I think I'm sure that I loved the dialogue when I first saw The Dark Knight, and maybe the next like five times, but now I'm just like a little pickier about my movies and I don't know why it just clicked with me in the Batman and I didn't expect a lot from it. Um, and I think I was just surprised at like how funny it could be, but just on the Catwoman and Batman thing. Cause I was thinking about this, uh, when you brought this up, Layla, I think that there's a really, I, I agree that a little bit of the romance is unearned, but there is a degree where this movie is, ultimately about these two extremely lonely people who are fully hellbent on their plans without any real guidance from anyone else. And when they meet, like, Batman kind of falls in love with her because he's observing her and he's like, holy fuck, this person's like me. She goes out into the night and, like, does these things and is, like, trying to... She like She's not doing it for the right reasons, but she's doing the same thing as him. Um... There's the whole, like, parentage thing that they both have. Like, he has to grapple with the fact that his dad wasn't this amazing man that he thought he was. And she has to grapple with the fact that not only is Falcone her dad, but Falcone probably fucking killed her mom. And in a re- and then killed her girlfriend slash roommate. Which I didn't catch on the first time that they were, like, re- in a relationship. But... Cool. I I also like that they inserted that without it being like in your face about anything. But my point is like we're all we're experiencing both of them before they are the character before they fully are the characters that we know and love. She's not yet Catwoman. She has this barrier to becoming Catwoman. Like she yeah. needs to get rid of this thing with her dad. He's not yet Batman and I think like these people who go out, these are two people who go out into the night again with no guidance and they are so incredibly lonely that when they find someone like that, they could like, they feel like they're equals. And I think that's what she's so attracted to by him. Yeah. And I, I want to clarify, like all of what you're saying is ex- exactly what their relationship should be and is like they are two like mirrored souls basically that very much understand each other and they found a counterpart in each other and that's incredible 
I just don't think the movie did a good job of executing that. Like you can see it in parts yeah, and in I, moments, I, I but like as well as it executes other things. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with both. Yeah, I see. Your, I I get your point because I like you know a lot of this is I have to explain it afterwards. You don't fully get it totally. From the movie yeah, itself, yeah. Which yeah. is like I I guess I just choose true uh, choose to believe. Before we leave, I just before we before leave, we leave. Category, um, <laughs> I just want to say there are little side performances in this movie that I really, really like. Like Peter Sarsgaard is fucking incredible in this movie, and John Turturro is like believable. John Turturro went from like kind of like a bad guy and stuff to like a goof off, and that you don't like him in it. No, I just don't know how he pulls how John. I just, He's his range is crazy such me, in such know. subtle ways, <laughs> yeah. and. Barry Keoghan as as Joker um, is like he's only in a slight part of it, but it's such good fucking performance in such a small part. So like I really admire that about the movie. So that's a six for me, six from Nick, and a five from Layla. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to eye candy. Mm. Layla, <laughs> kick us off with the Batman eye candy. Okay. I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> whoa sick i i mean that that is my favorite part of this movie hands down my favorite part of this movie it is stunning this movie is gorgeous it was my favorite part of the rewatch i loved getting a chance to look at all the details like i remember seeing this in theaters and just being like i cannot wait to rewatch this movie because of how incredibly shot it is and how like it truly is a it, it's a it's a side character in this movie. It it escalates scenes. It adds to scenes. It's yes. it, and it's such a big part of like detective films in general. Like the way things are edited and the way that the details in the scenes. Um, I mean, there are incredibly iconic shots. The shot, um, and this is kind of almost like a corny shot to bring up, but I do love it so much. The shot when they're on the building and the sun is setting and it's Catwoman and him. Yeah. And she leans in and she starts to walk away. It's like I that image is like burned into my brain. Like that is one of my favorite superhero mm. images I've ever seen. It's so beautiful. Um, all of the fight scenes. I love the way those are shot. That first initial scene his choreography, the way the camera follows him fighting all of those guys. Like it really is just so jarring. And one of my favorite parts of this movie, and I should have probably brought this up actually in spectacularity, but this is such a horror movie. And I love how scary this movie can be at times. Huge part of that is how it's shot, but also I should have brought up sound editing and spectacularity, but there are like favorite thing to do in this category. Pulling a page from Nick. Um, I just, there are moments where, like, they actually have the, like, scream sound happening in the back when he, like, jumps out as Batman because he's, like, always in the shadows, as he says. Um, It's it's super creepy, and I love that about it. I just think the, like, the background technical aspects of this film are what make this movie so outstanding and just people are going to remember this movie because of how incredibly technical it is and how beautiful it is. So, seven. I don't have anything other than what you just said to add. I also gave it a seven. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much just like verbatim what I would have said. Um, yeah, I mean, it may be that the original design of his suit and the kind of way that we feel um, his sort of maybe a little bit of his personality and his uh, maybe a little naivety too oh, in the way that the, the Batmobile eye looks 
and the yeah the way yeah. That the eye makeup kind of <laughs> runs and like the way that he's like feels this character should that he's created should be and look and sound and feel that his boots make like a yeah when he walks and his bat you know, the batmobile design his is gothic so apartment and yeah <laughs> you know it's very um you know, there's a lot to like feel and explore there that they did really well. And in, in addition, all the technical things you talked about, I mean, I can't. Yeah. I, I was wondering if you were going to bring this up, Nick, but like one thing I love about this movie is that for the majority of it, it's such a good example of showing and not telling. Um, and a lot of that is there are like really cool insert shots where you could see because the Mm. camera as Layla was saying is is a detective in the movie the camera shows us glimpses of things without it really or or things or like you know focuses on something without it being like someone explains all the clues and everything and I and I love that um they they give you exposition but only to the point you need because you're seeing so much of it um and it's also interesting because Matt Reeves, I, I really like when movies do this, and there's one that I'll suggest at the end that does this really well, but he he doesn't show the horrific violence head on. Like there are moments where Batman beats the shit out of people, but the yeah. really, really disturbing, violent parts he doesn't show. It's not and he gory. kind of forces you Yeah, he no, forces yeah. you kinda of to imagine it. You know, like yeah. in hereditary where you have to like imagine the the head um yeah i I won't reveal anymore if anyone hasn't (laughs) seen that spoiler (laughs) it's it's gory in how it needs to be but it's like it gets away with not being an r R r-rated movie without that it leaves it to the imagination (laughs) exactly and and i love that they kept it as a pg-13 movie and we're able to do that because it expands the audience, but it also was like he still achieved everything that is totally. disturbing <laughs> yeah. in the way he visualizes it. Oh, but I also vibrated. not only Gotham not only is Gotham so cool in the way that it's done, Gotham, like in the movie seven, is a character. It is constantly raining, it is grimy, it is full of just bad guys and police and nothing else. There's like there's a character to it, and I and I love that. Um, and I like that he he ch- purposely chose to film it with a lot of red and cyan and uh, blues to to basically be like comic books, mm-hmm. um, and, and that really comes out. I would say there's a lot of people who like complain about the dark lighting of this movie and how they can't see things. First of all, get Grow a better up. TV. Second of all, like. You're not watching thrillers. And this is what this movie has over any other comic book movie. If you watch MCU movies, and this is something that really fucking bothers me now when I rewatch No Way Home, which I adore. I love No Way Home. The lighting in that movie is so incredibly bad and fake and commercialized that it like it actually bothers me now, and I wish I never like picked up on it, but I did. But even Christopher Nolan's movies, and he's like a great visual director. Like there are scene, there's a scene where the in the Dark Knight they're on top of a roof, and 
they're lit as if there is a light on top of them, on top of the roof, even though the lights are coming from everything around them, the buildings around them. And it looks stupid. And it makes you really like this movie because he's so purposefully like lights the scenes with shadows. Like the best scene, I think visually in terms of this like lighting thing is the funeral scene. What like, how Batman goes into the shadows and how he sees the Riddler there who goes into the shadows. It's all natural light. And I fucking love that. Greg Frazier, who um, shot this film is slowly becoming one of the best cinematographers out there. He did Dune. um, And he, but he also did the Mandalorian. Uh, He did some episodes of the Mandalorian, like really well shot ones and rogue one, which is my favorite, like visual star Wars movie. And, I love the little angles. I love the tracking shots. I love that like the tracking shots are on moving characters because we need to be in, especially when it's on Batman, like when he's flying in the squirrel suit and it's showing his face. It's a scene that I kind of laugh at, but it's the point of it is we need to be in the perspective of a character who is so out of control. Who knew that at one point he may have to do that, and he was not And he was pumped. not prepared, not pumped, and he's so out of... Like, it looks out of control because he is out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I love that you visualize that. Um, and I, I just... Like, the costuming is great. I do have to say, like, if he's not going to use his cape for, like, flight, like Christian Bale does, why a cape? You know, like... It's really cool in the fight scenes when he's like able to move the cape around and like hit them, but it looks like he has to literally he has to do one thing before he fights. I just think it's It so actually cool. looks like a detriment in the scene where the cops are surrounding him and like he yeah. w- cuz when he wakes up, like there's there's actually a he couple moments in that around. scene where he has to keep like fixing it so it it doesn't get caught. Like one of them could have grabbed it at any moment and just pulled him down. <laughs> Which is yeah. impressive that the stunt man who does those scenes like the way he does it is really cool, yeah. but it just seems stupid i'm actually giving this a 6.5 out of 7 i'm only doing that because i actually think the movies that it borrows from like seven and prisoners and zodiac i just like the filming more in those and i think this achieves a lot of it but it's not quite at those the level of those um nick could you talk about the dark knight eye candy yeah so i mean it's above average for me i'm gonna give it a 5.5 I don't think that upon rewatch, especially when compared to the other movie we're talking about, I don't think that this movie stands out in this category all that much. And I think it kind of pales in comparison to the Batman. Um, The highlights for me, though, are obviously the design of the Joker Mm -hmm. is incredible and eye-catching and, like infinitely memorable and i do think that the way that two-face looks although we could have seen more of how disturbing it is is disturbing and kind of cool i don't know that um i love the very christopher nolan way that the movie is lit like you said especially when compared to the batman it is just very artificial and um you know, very like commercially seeming. Yeah. Um, in a lot of, you know, a lot of scenes and some of what we is really cool about Batman 
visually, we already see in, in Batman Begins. Yeah. Uh, at least for th- this trilogy of movies. So, I mean, well above average, 5.5, but not, um, you know, not the 7 that I think the Batman is. What about you, Layla? Yeah, I'm going to go with a 5. I have a lot of really kind things to say. I think it's like important to acknowledge how long ago this was comparatively to the Batman, like what they yes, were yeah, capable yeah, yeah. of doing at that time in general. But I think that they still, for what it is, being a little bit more of just like kind of like a... I don't know. I, I keep saying it, but just like feels like just kind of a standard action movie to me in comparison to the Batman. Like they still right. do some really fun like sh- shots that play a really important role in creating the essence of the Joker. Like they do a lot of circle panning shots when he's like in control and has a monologue going and it's like it's really powerful in those scenes. Like I think back specifically to the scene when he has Rachel in his hands at the party and he has the knife to her mouth. It's like panning Mm -hmm. around them really quickly as he's speaking. And it's really powerful. It adds so much to it, right? Like he's chaos and you're supposed to feel chaotic while it's happening. And it gives you a great essence of both actors in that moment. And you really Mm -hmm. get to see what they're both feeling physically because it really shows their whole bodies. And, um, I just think, and that happens like multiple times with him. And I think the whole scene between him and the Batman and the interrogation is shot really well. Um, And I think like even those fun action scenes, like when he does extract, um, what's his name again? Lau. 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 (laughs) Um, When he does extract Lau. He does calculations. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, Um, I'm very good at calculations. <laughs> I feel like it is like just like fun action Bad scenes. Boy. I enjoy watching them. I think they're visually cool to watch and um and then of course. So for me, I don't I actually had a I had a hard time with the visual of Dent once his face has been burned. I think only because it felt out of place with hurt. the way that they had done the Joker. Like they had done yeah. such a beautiful job with making the Joker look so grotesque and, and, you know, it was such a sad thing to see. And then all of a sudden Dent was just like this CGI'd like muscle face where everything was burnt off. And that felt very cartoon like to me. So it felt really different from the vibe that they had already created. Like, I feel like there was a world in which they could have through makeup and prosthetics created like a very grotesque burned half of his face um, that would have been a little bit more That's fair, yeah. within the same film. It just felt so mm. weird to see his like CGI'd eye like moving around. It just it, it it took me out a little bit. But otherwise, um, yeah, definitely above average. I think for what it was, they did a great job. Yeah, I I'll start with the bad and go to the good because I I do I just don't think this movie's very clever visually, um, especially with like how I know Christopher Nolan can make movies, but also just like now watching the Batman. And a lot of that is hindsight. So I don't knock it much for that, but I I really don't like the commercial look of this movie. And it's kind of frustrating because I think Wally Pfister did this, but he also like the dark Knight rises is really, really well done uh, visually. And I think Nick and I both gave it uh, six or seven when we did it. And it's just this one just doesn't age that well visually for me. Um, I talked about the lighting That's earlier. True. That was really tough. The thing that really bothers me in this one is I really like the way Christopher Nolan edits his movies. 
um, because he's able to do so many things simultaneously. But this movie is too edited, and I think it really hurts it. You know, I talked about how, like, Matt Reeves really keeps the tension by keeping you on a scene. But Nolan is so obsessed with showing things simultaneously that the editing goes back and forth. And it actually hurts for me the impact of those individual scenes. Like if they were separated out, the emotions in them, like the boat scene, it just like I don't feel it because we're going back and forth between Batman fighting like the dogs and all that and that. So I like I don't feel the emotional impact. I also think there's a there's a lot of like weird continuity errors with the editing that I never noticed until this watch. Um, like the way people are talking, like their character doesn't look the same when they edit back. And it mm-hmm. kind of bothered me. And I, I hate that because I, it's just such a well... I yeah, think I noticed that too. It has like a huge budget and there's so much like review that it like bothers me when when those those still exist. And I can watch a movie with a much smaller budget that's so much more precise. Um, I also think it's tough. Like I, I hate that the fight choreography does not look good. Like, when he's fighting people, it doesn't really look like he's fighting them. And mm-hmm. I think that choreography has just gotten better and better because we have naturally brought in stunt choreographers into more, like, like directing roles and stuff. Like, the John Wick movies, we see that a lot. Like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Every Everyone in that movie is, like, a stunt performer. And yeah, it's so it's really changed fucking, over time, I feel it, like. It's so, changed yeah. over time. But it's just tough because, like, I thought the Batman movies, the Dark Knight trilogy were, like, so, like, grounded in reality. And it just doesn't look good when he fights. <laughs> um, but on the good parts, like, I that circular shot is amazing. But also that upside down shot of, mm-hmm. of uh, the Joker and how it's, like, right side up and it stays like that even when the cops come is so, like, he's fully mm-hmm. in control. And I love that. Um He's one, and and so it's, like, his version of events is what's going on. Uh, Also, like, I mean, Christopher Nolan is one of the best at practical effects, and this movie has so much practical effects. For the shitty, for for how shitty some of the CGI can be, I mean, that truck flipping scene is still one of my favorite practical effects I've ever seen in a movie. And so... For that reason, though it bothered me on this drive or on this uh, this watch, I, I'm going to give it a five out of seven. So it's slightly above for me. Okay. Um, let's finish out with Legacy. We obviously got to start with the Dark Knight. Um, I don't think this is going to be a big argument, uh, Nick. Since you're doing the shrugs, what did you think? I mean, it's a seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, there's no. Look at it. You guys gave it sevens, right? Yes. I just sorry, my brain is mush because I have a cluster headache that oh, started. Sorry, so this video might be worthless. It's just me rubbing my head for the last twenty minutes. But you guys gave it sevens, right? I thought you were just being really like pensive and thoughtful. So it's cool. no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> really uh, this this whole area of my head is just like the right here. Worst. It's painful. That's um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sevens. Sevens. I mean, right? Seven. Seven. I mean, seven. This- this it's so I, important I like, to remember that this is the this is not only just as like comic book movies this movie changed oscars forever yeah, yes dude yes it was this was the movie that when it didn't get a best picture nomination they agreed to increase the cat, the best picture um possibilities to more than 5 
literally the just Joker because of this movie. won. Like and the a, Joker won. Yeah, that's a it. character like that winning, right? A character performance. Uh, and winning. then like look what it exactly. did to look what it did to like other. I mean, yes, the MCU contributes to this as well, but like look what it did to um, the types of roles that popular actors and actors that are seeking out of like a a, yeah. a a meaningful role gravitate towards now yeah. we we now we get joaquin phoenix yep now we get yep. winning we get know, christian bale that. coming back for another vil, a villain in an mcu movie like yeah. what we, i mean we, this movie made superheroes not gonna win like an oscar for that but nuanced. that's incredible like yeah yeah it created it, nuance in superhero movies um, so <laughs> Yeah, I think above all, yeah. everything else about Batman and about comic, I mean, about it, like this movie, real real life affected the entertainment industry in a in a like a, a tangible way. And just on a pop also, culture level, Heath Ledger, right. like I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> he was a moment, yeah, right? so, like that was a well, moment. It's like, it's not even, it, it's like, it's still a thing. Like you could still see, I still see bumper stickers with his face smile yeah. with the why so serious thing like yeah oh, so many for, for better and for worse because so i find quotes. i don't like those type of people generally but like <laughs> but it, it, it's like one of it's it's we've talked it about this on. i think layla so many times but you always go like i talked about this when we did black swan where i'm like natalie portman's win is like one of those people that absolutely dominated and there's no argument that uh, she should have won. You get another one like this. Like regardless of yeah. whether he was alive or dead, he was gonna win this because it's such a good performance. I literally still see. I still see like shots and memes on the internet of like the audience when Heath Ledger's family went on stage and accepted the award mm. for him. Like people still talk about that moment to this day. I don't even know how it still pops up on my Instagram timeline, but it does. So. Uh, there's just no question. It has to be a seven. Should we just do the Batman? I agree. Yeah, let's talk about the Batman because I Batman. think this is actually just like an int- we're we're not very far yeah. past it coming. We out, have to be the like, world's greatest detective in order to really determine what the yeah. light is. Yeah, mm. I mean, I I think it's important to like point out that like how insane the Dark Knight was and what that changed. And how big of shoes this had to fill, especially with how bad Zack Snyder fucked up, like mm-hmm. the Batman stuff with Justice uh-huh. League. As good as uh-huh. uh, Ben Affleck can be at times as Batman, is this is like, we thought that Batman <laughs> was like dead. We couldn't do it again in a really interesting especially way. Especially not this soon, but I mean. Yeah, not this soon. And it was so good. It far exceeded my expectations. Maybe it didn't, you know, meet the expectations of some people. And I I do, you know, I I think it's a different type of movie than what people are used to with a superhero movie. But I think from people that I know, it was really well received. And it feels like people want more. I think that it would be hard for no one left the movie being like, I just. I, I'm fully satisfied with that, and that's that's it. Or, like, I don't want to see any more of this. It's like, you, there's so much room with this, and, yeah. it, and it's that's a testament for just how good it was. And I really think that, like, Matt Reeves needs to be this, like, you know, household name at this point because he's <laughs> such a bankable and impressive director. What he did with the... 
Planet of the Apes series is incredible. Like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is so incredibly good. Dawn of the and Planet it has of the Batman of the Apes. No, yeah. And it has no reason being as good as it is. And he just Matt Reeves is so fucking cool and it's he's such a movie nerd so I love this for him. I did I put some comparisons in terms of like how it was how each of these were received. Um so the Dark Knight on IMDb, obviously one of the most like popular movies of all time. It's a 9.0, and with Metacritic, it's an 84, which is really high for a comic book movie. Uh, it made it, It's made over a billion dollars gross uh, over time uh, with a $185 million budget. I always like looking at Letterboxd to see like how they respond um, because it's like I trust those kind of critics more than big critics. And Dark Knight has a 4.4 with 68,000 reviews. Now, the Batman has a 4.1, but because Letterboxd is so much more popular now and movies are like, you know, we're all like seeking movies, it has like 200,000 more reviews. So, like, a 4.1 is fucking good um, with that many. Um, IMDb, it's a point below, it's 8.0, and Metacritic, surprisingly low, uh, it's at 72, Hmm. um, but it's already made 764 million, um, and they're also sacrificing a lot of that by giving it to us, uh, for HBO Max, which is really cool, and making it more accessible, and it had the same exact budget. Uh, which I just didn't expect. That's weird. It's really weird. It's really the same exact budget? It's $185 million. I The last thing I got to say is this song made uh, a very specific Nirvana song so yes. popular again. And like The actual I'm score I'm still not sure how movie. I felt about it being in the movie as much as it was, but yes, it did make it really popular It's again. The whole movie, Matt Reeves has talked about how the movie is actually like based on that. It's like... He Based listened on the song. to that song and <laughs> yeah. he made the movie in the feel of that song. So it was like the song first. It makes like so much it. sense. That's like why Robert Pattinson is so Kurt now. Cobain-ish. So, so fucking angsty. Uh, yeah, th- were you going to talk about the score? I was. It's uh, stuck in my head all the time. Pretty much constantly mm-hmm. since I first saw mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I... Mm-hmm. Killed a game. Thanks. Yeah. I'm good at hunting. Sometimes I like feel like i just did something cool and i'll just hum that in my head you know you did do something cool yeah so i'm gonna give it a six i don't know what it'll be like (laughs) i give it a six as well i think it'll um what's the the biggest legacy is that you're gonna get another one and i feel like they could really do a lot of really really cool and uh deeply interesting things with this like series of movies yeah, I feel like you could make this movie into a, a, like seasons and seasons of a TV show. Yeah, and you would, you would have you could do anything with this particular world that they created because it is so rich and there are so many characters and there are so many things teased and there is so much backstory even to, um, even to just two years of this Batman, let alone the idea of Gotham's backstory that you yeah. could do with this world they created. Um, will they do it? Who knows? Uh, could they? Yes. So potential-wise, <laughs> I gave it a six. What about you, Layla? Yeah, as of right now, I'm going to give it a six. I, f- I feel like my my where my head is at with this is 
un, like so <laughs> yes this is absolutely going to produce more movies which in itself is a great legacy I don't think in my personal take and opinion that this movie's rewatchable. I didn't really love rewatching it aside from the visuals and I don't think I will rewatch it again. Um a lot of the detective stuff doesn't didn't really hit the same for me the second time around. I knew a lot of things. It just it, I don't know. It wasn't and like a lot of those things that I didn't like just felt more prominent when I watched it the second time. Um, and I think in kind of playing off of what you just said, Nick, with the whole like they have a lot, they've built this world and they could do a lot. My concern is I didn't already love how they like created like, let's say Catwoman, for example. So like I'm a little concerned, like if they try to go further with other characters, like I'm a little hesitant to be like, yay, it's going to be great. Like I have a hesitation now because I don't feel like they necessarily executed everything perfectly with the writing. Um, I agree. Like you could do some really stupid stuff with that Joker character. I don't think they will, but like, I think that's a decent example. Maybe so curious about his Arkham show that he wants to make, which is just like, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm at a six now, but I guess the point of me saying that is, it has a lot of potential to have a long legacy, but it'll be really interesting to see when the second one does come out, if it holds the same kind of weight this first one did because of the hype around. There was so much hype around this movie in its production. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, because it took so long because you got COVID on the first day of, and filming. they were filming uh, everywhere too. They filmed in like yeah. most of the UK and like Glasgow and all these different places, and in Chicago again and whatever. So like. It just was very pu- publicized, and I think that's a really big part of how much it made initially. Um, so second one's going to be a really interesting take on, like, how well this this version of Batman's going to do. I, I agree, and actually, like, to your point, you know, I, I agree that the... I don't think the plot is very rewatchable, but there's something about this movie that is so special to me that I like living in the scenes, yeah, even the if I know itself. what's going to come. I like the world so much... And I don't know, they, it, like pro- part of that is just like, this is a really good movie year so far. And I just adored this movie and I had unreal expectations for it. Yeah. And so I'm curious too how that goes. Nick, what one? Oh. This is to decide whether people ever listen to us again. <laughs> <laughs> how would it decide that? Uh, 95.5 for The Dark Knight. Out of 105. Out of 105. And then 90... Ooh. 1.5 for the Batman. A cl- I love that. Dude, Moss respect to the Batman, but the king will I always be the king. I gave them equal scores. Uh, what? I gave them equal scores, personally. I did, too, I think. Uh, I definitely Layla. did not. <laughs> I definitely yeah, did Layla not. was all <laughs> sevens. Um, do you guys have recommendations? Because I got a few. <laughs> Surprised that hasn't happened yet, Nick. Um, I don't really. <laughs> I I, that's what I just thought. Um, um, watch seven. Watch Zodiac. Watch all the detective movies. I th- I the one. That, so a lot of Michael people have Keaton seen Zodiac, Batman. and a lot of people have seen Seven. I think Prisoners is incredible, yes. and like I I yeah. it's like one of those movies that I just always bring up in conversation. I just love it so much. Also, to get a sense of of. Robert Pattinson's range and how good he could be in certain movies. I really recommend Good Time um, by the Safdie brothers. Yeah, he is and Lighthouse. So and and the Lighthouse. 
But also The Lost City of Z was one of those ones where I was like, oh my God, I want to watch. He's so subtly good in The Lost City of Z. The other one is, I mentioned it before, people are sleeping on Donna, the Planet of the Apes. It was so (laughs) fucking good. It is really, really, really good. Matt Reeves, like, absolutely killed it. Nick Nick and I and our buddy Jimmy, we left the theater and we were just, like, in shock because we were like, (laughs) how is a Planet of the Apes movie good? Um, I strongly recommend that people go see The Northman in theaters. I, yes. In the loudest theater you can, it is not going to be for everyone, but I promise you it's going to be bring better a, in bring theaters. Bring a phone book to rip in half afterwards, too, because it, yeah. it's just going to be so raging stressed. with testosterone. Yeah, raging with testosterone and stress. It is, it's such a good theater movie. Again, I really love this year. Um, also, the movie I was, yeah, go. There was going to say, they're also re-releasing everything everywhere all at once in IMAX, so... If you haven't seen that, because oh, we haven't I, done yeah. an episode, I don't think to talk about that yet. But everyone go see it in IMAX if you can. <laughs> yeah, everything everywhere all at once is so it's even better than the hype, which doesn't even make sense because it's like the yeah. most hype movie ever yeah. at this point <laughs> um, since it came out. I also I rewatched it in IMAX, and I strongly recommend you try to do it in IMAX because it is so visually cool, and the music and everything is so great. Um, the last one that I recommend, um, because I, I, I mentioned earlier that Matt Reeves doesn't show you the violence. He, he makes you like imagine it. Or There's a movie that does this really, really, really well with Joaquin Phoenix called You Were Never Really Here. It's extremely dark. It's going to make you really depressed. But I think it's so beautifully made and haunting. Um, and it's really fucking cool. It's such a good role for him. So check that out. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Next week... We're not doing anything. Uh, it's my birthday this weekend, and Yay! I don't want to watch movies the birthday for boy. the pod. I want to just enjoy my time. Uh, and there's as so much he, TV. As I the birthday boy on, should. And, and we all do. Uh, but then we'll do something fun afterwards, I'm sure. That's all we do on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we have fun. And speaking of, you should go follow us on social media where we're being as goofy as possible. Find us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, look up at Facing Off Pod. That's our handle. Uh, send us emails if you want. Facing Off Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Nick, send off. You want to know how I got these cluster headaches? Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.